Welcome to Progress in Work, a show about leadership, management, and doing better work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and this week we're following up on our discussion that we started last week about boundaries and burnout and why we're all so bad at advocating for ourselves. I spend a lot of time thinking about why some of the most successful leaders in terms of their skills, in terms of what they're bringing to the table, are often the most unhappy. And I think it's because the qualities that make you a good leader, this this compassion that you have, this desire to serve other people, this desire to help, this servant quality, we talk a lot about servant leadership and the, the leadership and management community, that tends to make you also the type of person that puts other people's needs before yourself. This selflessness is the very thing that makes you challenged at prioritizing your own needs. So what that means for you as a leader, if you care a lot about other people, the shadow to that, the trade-off to that caring, that compassion, is that you're probably terrible at setting boundaries for yourself. I think that's why so many leaders that I work with that give a ton, that will do anything for their employees, that want to say yes when other people ask them for help, are also the ones that are most likely to be burned out, which doesn't seem fair. I've talked about before this quality of Um, things being paradoxical, things being in tension with each other. On a previous episode, I I talk about every romantic relationship having a balance of independence and codependence. And it's unfortunate that something that we don't talk about as leaders is that you have to balance your selflessness, your desire to serve other people with a desire to serve yourself because you can't be of service to others if you're not prioritizing your own needs. But we have to acknowledge that this is difficult for a lot of people because most of us don't have practice in doing that. And we're taught that leadership means selflessness. Um, there's a generation of people that, are, that like me, were probably raised with um, the statement you hear from your, your parents is give to others, be selfless, don't be selfish, share your toys, give, 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 give. And if that's your nature anyways, to be a compassionate, um, giving person, then it's no one ever taught you the opposite. No one teaches you how to be selfish. No one teaches you the right way to prioritize your own needs because what we value is the quality of giving to others. And leadership gives you a platform to do that times a thousand, times a million. But the problem is that Each little bit of yourself that you give away times a million, times a thousand, times all those interactions, that's one less bit of energy that you're reserving for yourself. Unless you're more thoughtful, more intentional about where your limits are as a leader. So what I would encourage you to do, if you are the kind of person that struggles with setting healthy boundaries with feeling like you can comfortably say no is take a step back and ask yourself do i feel like i'm good at putting a line in the sand when someone's asking me to do something and i feel like it's appropriate to give constructive pushback if you feel like that's something that you struggle with that you need to understand that and understand where that comes from so what i'd like to share is the three most common 
challenges that leaders that struggle with boundaries have to overcome in order to prioritize appropriately their own needs and their own desire for balance. Firstly, most of us are terrible at disappointing other people. The experience that I can most relate to is it is really difficult for me to let people down. I hate that feeling. And I think that's what pushes me as a leader to fight for people, to be passionate, to advocate so strongly. It's because I take the responsibility that people give to me very seriously. And you're probably the same way. You don't want to let other people down. The problem is if you take that feeling too far, that feeling of wanting to avoid disappointment, then what you end up doing is you avoid ever making someone feel uncomfortable. So you are forced to take on all the discomfort. An employee asks for a raise that you can't give them. That stresses you out. Someone asks you to help them out with something that is impossible for you to help them out with, something that's well beyond your scope. That makes you feel this pressure, this tightness in your chest because you feel like, I don't want to let this person down. But there's a line that you cross where you don't have to worry. You shouldn't have to worry about disappointing that person. That disappointment is not on you. You do not own that. You have to be able to let that go. And again, it's this, it's from this great quality that you have, this quality of feeling responsible, this quality of being committed to others, of giving to others, that brings this shadow side of attaching yourself to their uh, emotional feelings. Another challenge that we have is, is when we're approached by people who want things for us or when we, when we are worried about disappointing people or letting them down, we aren't good about recognizing that there are third options at play. If someone is asking you for a raise, if someone is asking you for something that makes you uncomfortable, if someone's asking you to meet a deadline that seems really aggressive, it feels like you only have two choices. And I, I hear this a lot from people. How do I say no? How do I tell that person that I can't do it? I, that feels like I'm rejecting them. Well, well, no is a rejection. If you're just saying, no, I won't do that. No, you can't have that. That is a rejection. You're treating it as binary. I'm either saying yes or I'm saying no. The world isn't binary. There are 50 different answers that you can give to people if they ask you for something difficult. If someone, if an employee approaches you and asks for a raise, you don't have to just say yes or no. You can ask more questions. Why do you want that raise? What is it that you're worried about? Well, I want to afford a vacation that's got coming up. Okay. Do you want to advance your pay? Okay. Do we need to look at your bonus? model. Instead of raising your base salary, can we look at your bonus compensation? What are the other levers at play for you? If someone's asking you to complete a project or to loop you in on a project and you don't want to let that person down, okay, what does it look like for you to say yes to that, but in a way that doesn't violate your boundaries, in a way that is constructive for you as well? Hey, yes, I can help you with that, but can I start next week? I've got something I'm finishing up this week. Hey, yes, I can help you with that, but can we change the scope a little bit? That seems pretty aggressive. That seems like a pretty big thing for me to commit to. Here's what I think I can commit to. What does it look like for you to counter offer someone, giving them something where you're saying yes, but you're putting it in a context or a frame that respects your boundaries? And thirdly, we have to be better about telling people how we feel, about telling people when we feel uncomfortable. And that's challenging. 
because most of us are not good at having forthright, candid conversations with people, especially when it's about our feelings or our boundaries or feeling like we can't do something. And that takes the willingness to be able to say, hey, I've thought about it and I can't do this. Or, hey, I've thought about it and instead of A, can you accept B? Can you accept C? Which is tougher than just reflexively saying, yes, 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 I'll do it. Yeah, 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 no problem. Happy to help. You have to think about it and think, gosh, I want to help. That's great. But it really feels like I am stretching myself too thin by committing to this project, by you know, committing to this employee, giving them a raise when I haven't given other people a raise or whatever the situation might be. Okay, you have other commitments that you have to respect. And there's a lot of leadership training that talks about that, that by saying yes to something or someone, you're saying no to a bunch of other things. We should think about that just as much as we think about saying yes or no to the person in front of us. If we want people to respect us, we have to be willing to challenge them, to tell them no, to tell them why. You can say that I wanted to say yes. I want to say yes to this. This is something I want to be able to help with. However, I have these other commitments that I have to meet, and I can't meet this commitment in this way. I might be able to help you in a different way, but I do want to help and advocate for you. I just need you to know that I've got boundaries that I'm working within because of commitments that I've made. And that's difficult because, again, we're worried we'll disappoint the person. You know, we're worried that they won't see that there's that it's not a binary option. We're afraid they'll say you're with me or you're against me. But the lesson there is you cannot make that about you. That's not about you at that point as a leader. That's about the other person. That's about them. And you can't own things that belong to other people. And that's a hard lesson to learn for us as leaders, especially when we are used to taking on the burden of others. We have to set limits. We have to set boundaries for not only ourselves and our health, but also for what we're willing to own emotionally for others. So if you're being honest, if you're being forthright, if you're telling the truth and being authentic, you have to be comfortable with however that other person reacts. And honestly, 90% of the time, they are going to react just fine. And they're going to appreciate that you gave them the respect of giving them an honest answer. What most of us do when we end up committed to something that we uh, don't want to be attached to is we avoid it. We avoid the person. We avoid the situation. We go hide. And that is one of the worst things that you can do, which is you make a commitment to some to somebody in the moment because you show weakness, which is understandable, or you just you're caught off guard and your reflexive answer is, of course I'll help, of course I'll be there for you, because you're wanting to honor the relationship. But then you realize later that you've overcommitted yourself. And then what are you supposed to do? And what too many of us do is we avoid, we hide. When instead we should go back, we should renegotiate. And then when people call us on the fact that we're avoiding, we're hiding, that we're not following through, we attack them for it because we feel victimized. We feel persecuted. Oh, well, you just don't understand. I'm overwhelmed. I've done everything I can. You're putting too much pressure on me. We snap at them. I see it all the time. And that's not that person's fault in that circumstance because you did not give that person a chance to understand what you were going through because you didn't tell them. Instead, when they approached you, you said yes. You said you would help them, and then you went and hid. And then when they called you on it, because you said yes, you attacked them. That becomes about you. 
that becomes about your behavior. And what a lot of people do, think about all the phone calls you've ever received from friends who are calling you after the fact, oh, you'll never believe what my boss did today. You'll never believe what one of my coworkers did today. They had the gall to come and tell me I didn't do something. Oh, they don't even understand how much pressure I'm under. They don't understand. We look to our friends and family to absolve us of the responsibility when we back out on our commitments because we feel overwhelmed, because we feel we're spread too thin, because we give so much of ourselves, which is a great quality with boundaries. If you want people to respect your time, then you need to respect your time and be willing to be forthright and honest with people about how they can respect your time. People won't know how to navigate your boundaries if you don't show them how, if you don't teach them. We get mad that people don't prioritize the things that are important to us, but we never tell them how to do that. And that's not fair. Those of us that spend our careers advocating for other people are often the worst at advocating for ourselves. And we cannot continue to serve others if we start to burn out and break down. We have to give ourselves the same advocacy that we give others. And you have to do it first. And you have to do it with the same passion, the same intensity that you give to your employees tactfully, appropriately, respectfully, but explicitly and specifically help other people know how to work with you. Help other people know when you've been pushed past your limits. That's the only way to sustainably do this job. Good luck out there. And that's our show. Hope you enjoyed the episode because I certainly enjoyed putting it together. I'll see you next time.